to another new episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, The Theatrical Cut. I'm Sonia, sat opposite me with this face for radio. It's Terry. Hello. Hello, dear. Terry, have you ever thought about painting your face as a clown? To, you know, try and hide some of that. You painted it once, remember, for work. That you did a fancy clown. dress. No, but you, you whited me up, didn't you? Yeah. And then blacked in my eyes. Uh, I've never considered dressing up as a clown, no. I have dressed up as Jafar, but... Oh, yeah, that was quite good, that. Yeah, anyway, I, I, I won a prize for that. <laughs> Did you? Mm. Um, <laughs> smashing. Moving on from Terry's... I'm an award-winning costume. <laughs> fancy dress um, triumphs. <laughs> um, this Maybe we week... should pop a picture oh, of that up. on the Instagram. Um, yeah, all right. Okay, uh, <laughs> listeners, we'll pop a picture of Terry in fancy dress on the, on the grid for you. <laughs> um, or maybe on a story so that it thankfully deletes after Oh, it's going to be a story. <laughs> Um, and what a story. What a um, scoop. Okay, delete all of that done. Um, <laughs> back to the business at hand. <laughs> this week we're talking about clowns because by the time this episode comes out, It Chapter 2 will be in the cinemas for you to all to I see. I imagine it will probably have broken box office records by the time this comes out. I think will it's it? going to do what well. What box office records? Will it I think have it will more be bre- viewers than Avatar? No, it's only like horror. Because it broke its, it made its own box office record. First one, I like Avatar. Do you? Um, I mean, I think the only thing that could put it in bad stead is the fact that it's nearly three hours long. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. Um, let's not let's not begin with a down note. Um, but I'll probably have to go and watch it in instalments. <laughs> it's fast. I hope they put an interval in it. They're doing a double bill as well. That's going to be like nearly Christ. six hours. Says the two people that, you know, quite regularly go to 12-hour movie marathons can't sit through one it film. <laughs> um, anyway, we're here to talk about clowns. Um, uh, buy, watch, bin selection of clown films. Terry's uh, done a poll. I have. Of uh, clowns. I did my own little poll. I wrote a list of scary clowns just off the top of my head. So you polled yourself? It? Yeah, I did a little... I basically, I was trying to see how many clowns I could remember, but I only, I specifically did scary clowns, in case you're wondering why there's no crusty in it. Um, can I give you my list of clowns? Go on, then. Uh, Are these num- in numerical order, or oh, just a random assortment yeah, of Just names? a random assortment of some scary clowns I thought of. Pennywise is obviously number one, because yeah. it's topical. Um, both versions of. Mm-hmm. Um... John Wayne Gacy, because he, you know, did real murders and things. Um, did he actually murder dressed as the clown, or did he just also dress as a clown? I don't think he murdered dressed as a clown, although that would have been way better. I'm not sure, though. Um, Ronald McDonald. Yeah, the oh. biggest killer of them all. Yep. <laughs> um, killer Clowns from Outer Space does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Um, and Mr Tumble. Yeah, Mr the Tumble. The most sinister of them all. Up there with Savile. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, but probably true. Um, Allegedly, in case anyone's listening. <laughs> Justin Fletcher's on the phone to his lawyers right now. Um, if you can find his phone, I'm sure he's making a, a humorous sketch out of trying to find his phone. I've been told by people that, with children that he's actually a very good... I don't, I don't even want to talk about this, okay? I'm not trying to put down Justin Fletcher, but Mr. Tumble's a whole bag of wrong. Anyway, moving on. Fear of clowns, Terry. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people are scared of clowns. Are you scared of clowns? No. No, me either. I don't get it. I, think, I mean, I think they're dodgy as. I find them creepy, yeah. But I find all children's entertainers creepy. And let's be honest, they probably are classed as children's entertainers. Or circus. I, I would. I think originally it would have been circus, and yeah. then they've become... Like party entertainers and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they were always paedophiles. So the fear of clowns. This is your little um, fact for the episode. Last last episode we had the crocodile and alligator facts. Here's your fear of clown uh, name. It's I don't know how to say it. Coulrophobia, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough. Um, the the modern evil clown that lots of people are scared of um, was made popular by Stephen King's It, which came out in the eighties. So were they not really well, seen as evil things before Stephen King? I don't. I think, I think that popularised the evil clown, if you like. Whereas mm. before they were seen as, um, you know, just a bit of fun. 
Yeah, because it makes sense to be a clown clowns. to try and entice children and to make people think that you're all right. If you... I, d- I don't know. I don't know why clowns are scary. Because I don't find them scary, so I don't know. I, there's people at work that genuinely, because we, quite often we have fancy dress at work and we had one around Halloween, and this girl was like, cause when the first It came out, she was like, people are going to dress as Pennywise, aren't they? And I'm like, almost certainly she booked the day off work. I, she was like, I will literally be frozen in fear if I see one. I went to a fancy dress party, actually hosted by Lucy, who I live with. Um, I didn't live with her at the time. She had a um, Halloween party. I went as a clown and two people refused to look at me. <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's I, a fairly common occurrence for you at a party, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty standard, yeah, but unfortunately one of them was the person giving me a lift. <laughs> Party. Did um, you have to get into the boot? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't look. Couldn't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> Where to go the long way round? Lol. Making only right turns. Mm. So yeah, I put that down as a successful costume. Now, before we started recording, Terry did point out that I had quite a few pictures of me dressed as clowns. Um, I wouldn't exactly call it like a hobby of mine, but <laughs> it's probably my, my chosen fancy dress. Um, and a little fact for you listeners, a little peek behind the curtain, if you will, um, a picture of me painted as a clown once uh, was once featured in Kerrang! magazine. Oh, was it? Yes. So um, there's that. Did you that. go to a gig dressed as a clown or yeah. did you submit it? No, I went as a gig. <laughs> this is so tragic. The first time Insane Clown Posse came to the UK, I very proudly painted my face as one of them and um, went to the gig and they took my picture and I was on the inside front cover of Kerrang. One of the proudest moments of my life at the time. Have you still got a copy? I haven't, no. It's been lost in the many moves that I've had since uh, I lived at home. That's a shame. I know. It's probably still up in my old loft in my old house. Yeah. Probably. Uh, you know just waiting to burst into flames <laughs> um, anyway alright should we get on with the episode we can indeed so Terry and I have been um, watching clown films yeah. basically and whittling down our titles to three for buy watch bin should we do it in that order should we start with the good ones we can do that's how we did it last week so it's whether we want to mix it up or continue on no, the theme let's do buy watch bin I like it that way so I'm going to go first. My buy recommendation for you, and I did buy it. This is part of my collection. As soon as we decided to talk about clowns, Terry bagsied one. I can't remember what it was. And I straight away bagsied this one. Um, So the film that I want to talk about is All Hallows' Eve, and the clown is Art the Clown. Um, And Terry and I have spoken about him before because we like him very much. He's a creepy motherfucker. Yes. So... All Hallows Eve came out in 2013. It's written and directed by Damien Leone. I think that's how you say that's his name. Um, And Art actually appears in two films because we've got All Hallows Eve and then from that we got Terrifier, which is a film, you know, sort of like Art's own film, but in a way All Hallows Eve is Art's film. Um, In All Hallows Eve, it's Halloween and... The story centres around a babysitter, two kids she's babysitting, they've just been out trick-or-treating, they've got huge bags of sweets. I mean, they love it over there, Oh, yeah, they? they love it in America. Um, and the boy is pulling out all of his sweets, and he realises he's got a video in there, a video cassette, so he's desperate to watch it. And at first, the babysitter's like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, we don't know who's put it in there. And anyway, she relents, and they start watching this video. Um, and... Essentially, it has like three different stories on it. Um, all of them feature Art the Clown in some way. Um, so they start watching it, and you know, the kids are the boys loving it, the girls are a little bit freaked out, the babysitter's a little bit freaked out. She's like, okay, kids, off to bed, blah blah blah. And she decides to carry on watching the video. Um, you know, initially she was just a bit. She was a bit like, oh, it's just a stupid video. But then she sits down to watch it, and she realizes that actually, um, this is some scary shit. Mm. And that actually, well, you you just got to watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but you know, things start going bump in the night. You know, they start seeing and hearing things. Um, 
and I think it's just an all-round good scary story. What's very quite, very low budget. As yeah, well. very low budget. Um, but it, it's definitely got a charm to it. What's really nice is the three films that are on the video. You really feel like you're watching a video. Oh, you're in fact. It, yeah. Um, and they're actually the the three films on the video are actually short films that Damien Leone recorded yeah. a few years before, and he's very cleverly, but I think, put them together and create this yeah. fil- feature a film, film out, from his short films, out yeah. of his short films to sort of, I guess, get his character art out there. Um, and then from after that, we got Terrifier, which was a fit, which was you know went off on a different different tangent. It's completely. sort of one segment expanded yeah. into a feature film, isn't yeah. Because um, one of the segments is actually his original short of Terrifier. Yeah. Terrifier, I didn't enjoy as much at all. I, I still really like art, so I like the character. I didn't enjoy the film as much. It was a lot more gory. Um, what I really liked about art was uh, his makeup. He's all black and white. His costume's all black and white. And he's a traditional mime clown. So I don't know if you know this, but clowns traditionally are mime. They don't speak. Hmm. Um, And the the way they filmed it is when Art reacts, they they make a little sound. Like, he doesn't make a sound. So when he's sad by something, do you remember when the girl asks him to stop? He's got mm. his bike horn and he keeps beeping his bike horn and she asks him to stop and he kind of goes... Like, if he was speaking, he'd kind of go, aww, like that. Mm. But there was this... They put a little noise over the top instead and he's just miming all of his actions, which I thought was a really nice touch. And he does that as well in Terrify, although they don't have the comedy sound effects to go with yeah. it. They do in parts. Um, but yeah, All Hallows Eve, I think, is a really solid, creepy horror. I like the way it's built. I, it doesn't really matter that it's low budget because I think Damien Leo, Leo knows... Yeah, I don't think it comes across as low budget no, like some films do. I think he knows ex- knows his market exactly. Mm. Um, and he's he's done a story and a character that's good enough that doesn't need to be high budget. Mm. Um, that's my recommendation for buy um, because I did buy it and it's a very... Did you borrow it off me then buy it yeah. afterwards? yeah. It was, that is it quite was, the recommendation, buying it after watching it. Was, it. it was tricky to find as well. Yeah, I think I had to get mine off Amazon or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it's not 50 pence either. <sighs> Good no. God, that is the highest recommendation I can think of from Sonia, paying more than 50 pence for a film she's already seen. 75 pence. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was, it was a few pounds, I can tell you. Um... <laughs> Terry, what's your buy recommendation? Uh, before I go on that, I was just going to say, with you talking about Terrifier, Damien Leone is at the moment trying to do a Kickstarter slash crowdfunder to make Terrifier 2. So if you are interested oh, in Art I thought that was going anyway. No, I think it probably will get over the line. I think he's hit his target, but he's still trying to get more. I guess that will mean better effects, more gore, etc. But mm. he's trying to get it off the ground. But yeah, no, I, I really, really like Art the Clown. I think he's one of those I think there's probably a lot of people that know Art the Clown but have no idea about the Terrifier or All Hallows Eve because but definitely watch All Hallows Eve before Terrifier is yeah. my recommendation because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the better film but what something which I did just remember because you remember we were looking on Instagram at all the amazing art tattoos yeah. that people had got I do think art was separated at birth from um, the nun from the nun film yeah yeah I can see that yeah I think they look very very similar yeah yeah I, I can go with that I can yeah. go with that um, so my buy is the film that I bagsied immediately, as Sonia pointed out to. So it's the film, surprisingly, Clown. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's so this about? Uh, so this is a slightly different one. This is more of a sort of um, possession horror kind of a film. Uh, strangely enough, directed by John Watts, who went on to direct the two recent Spider-Man films. So he went in a slightly different direction with this one. Uh, and this film was actually filmed in like 2012, but didn't actually get released till 2016. It's one that just sort of sat around and they couldn't find an audience for it. And eventually it snuck out and everyone loves it. So essentially it starts with a boy having his birthday party. The mum's talking about how the clown's going to be there soon. He's obsessed with clowns. Isn't it going to be amazing when this clown turns up? Her phone then rings. The clown's had to cancel. He can't make it. Oh. She rings her husband, who's a real estate agent, who's at a house that he's getting renovated, ready to sell, and says, shit, the clown's cancelled. We're bollocks, basically. What can you do? Coincidentally, 
there's a few costumes in the basement of this place. So he's going through those. And as he's looking through those and trying them on and going, no, these don't quite work, a mirror slightly moves in the wind and jags into a different direction. And we see this lovely wooden case in the corner. And he opens it up and there's like a sort of vintage clown costume, which is much better than all the other costumes. So he pops that on. It's got a wig. It's got the makeup with it. So he pops the makeup on. It's got a nose. He goes home. The, the mum's just about to tell her son that his birthday's ruined and the clown hasn't turned up. As the clown announces himself, he calls himself Dumbo the Clown. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. So he goes in, he performs for his son and all of his friends, goes down an absolute storm, saves the day. It then cuts to like the aftermath of the party. The wife puts the son to bed and he's just like, I'm just going to sit on the sofa and watch a bit of TV. He falls asleep on the sofa in full clown regalia, nose, face paint and everything. The next morning wakes up and his wife's like, oh, you need to take him to school. So he just jumps in the car wearing all the clown makeup and everything, just thinking, oh, I'll get rid of it when I get back to the, to, the, to the house because I've got people coming in to rip up the carpets. He then attempts to try and take off the costume and physically can't. So he can't get his arms out of the sleeves. He can't even take the nose off. He can't take the wig off. Um, he basically starts using all these tools to try and cut it off to no avail. He gets some like industrial strength detergent to scrub his face to get the white paint off. Like um, that episode of Phoenix Nights. Sort of, yes, without the, <laughs> without the tiger makeup. Um, but, so yeah, so we immediately know this. Going and one of the things I liked about this film is the fact that it does get straight into it. There's no sort of deep sense of foreboding. There's no sort of like he looks at the case and there's like da 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 music or anything like that. There's no sort of someone going, you don't want to wear that costume. That costume is cursed. <laughs> he sees a costume, he puts it on and it all just starts from there. So I really like the fact of that. And I also like the fact that he's a good dad. He's a good oh. dad. They're a happy family. So many films, it's like a bad dad that something happens to and that's why it, you sort of don't get involved in it. Um... So essentially, it then just descends into this sort of weird madness. So I think his wife's a nurse. It's never quite mentioned, but he comes home and he's just like, I can't take it off. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I've cut my wrist open on a bandsaw trying to cut the wrist of this thing off. Um, so she's like, you dickhead, basically. You, then you must have done something stupid. So she goes to take his nose off using some like fancy nurse scissors. And she has to pull really hard. And she essentially rips the tip of his nose off at the same time. And the dog then eats the nose in a in a lovely comical scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then when she goes to look at his hair, she's just like, you dyed your hair for the clown costume. He's like, no, no, it's a wig. So, like, no, no, this is your hair. And the wig has now become his hair. The white just keeps coming back through. He ends up having to put makeup on to make himself pink so that he can sort of fit in. This is basically an episode of The Simpsons, right? Do you remember when Homer got a hair transplant and it was from the... Um, Snake, was it Snake's hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, Krusty has to put no more makeup on to cover his face because yeah. he's a clown. Anyway, carry well, the on. Simpsons do predict everything. They do. Um, so essentially, yeah. So he has to keep doing things, but things just keep getting worse. So his makeup, inverted commas slash not his makeup, keeps getting more defined. His eyes start getting bloodshot. Um, he starts trying to find out where this costume came from. So who? whose was the house that he's looking after that person's obviously died he finds out that he's got a brother and he rings the brother and says oh I'm selling your brother's house and I've found this costume and the guys immediately do not touch the costume do not put it on I will be there immediately like, just do not touch it and the guy goes I'm wearing it he goes okay not to worry that's fine we can sort it out yeah it gets and he gives him some excuse about because it's so old the moisture in the air it constricts He's like, if you come over to me, I'll be able to get it off for you. Like, no worries. I've got the stuff here. Like, I'm, I've, I look at vintage costumes. Upon arriving at this guy's factory, he drugs him with tea, with some drug tea, and tries to cut his head off. And it's at this point we find out that this costume is possessed by the demon, the cloin, which is apparently clowns weren't always an entertainment thing. They were an ancient demon that lived in the mountains in the Nordic countries, and they looked as they did to get children out of the towns into the mountains so that they could eat them. Good grief. And survive on them. And the only way to sate the beast is to cut the head off. Obviously. Does Mr Tumble know this? No, I don't. I, I doubt it very much. Um, 
So he goes, ends up trying to obviously stay away from his wife, stay away from his children. And as it starts to progress, he starts to become incredibly hungry. And no matter what he eats, it doesn't sate his hunger until he stood there and there's a little boy in front of him. And his body is just telling, like, he's getting really hungry, his stomach's really rumbling, and he wants to eat the child. Um, well, I don't want to go into too much more. I've spoiled <laughs> half the <laughs> yeah, film there. You don't want to go into too much more. Um, uh, there's another blow-by-blow account <laughs> of a film Terry's watched. <laughs> um, so from that, I mean, that sort of sets up the main thing of, basically, it's a child-eating demon that's slowly taken over this man's body, but it's just done in such a... It's not... It's When it's gory, it is very gory. Like, there's heads being lopped off, there's things being ripped apart, and there's blood just going literally like... <laughs> there's quite a cool bit where when he realises that it's a demon and that he's not getting away from this. He does try to kill himself and he shoots himself through the head and the blood splatters multicoloured. Oh. Which I thought was just like a nice little touch where his blood's all becoming multicoloured. That's um, fun. Obviously, doesn't kill him because, uh, as we mentioned, only cutting off the head can do such a thing. Um, so he ends up back with his wife and his wife's like, well, I'll see if I can help you and the other I'll thing... I'll see if I can learn to love you. <laughs> Um, the other thing that will not cure the demon, but sate the demon to go away so that the husband can get out, is he needs to eat five children to sustain himself through the winter months. And How have I not seen this film? I don't. It's on Netflix. And, oh my god! And Prime. I I also own this. I bought it ages ago and I've kept it. But yeah, so it's eat five children or cut off his head and kill him. So the wife is then left with a: What do I do? Do I find five children? Do I? kill my husband do we try and work it out as you've said do I just try and learn to love this horrendous demon that's going to try and eat my child um, but yeah it's just it's very dark it's very sort of quick time frame I think it's set over like a couple of days mm. and I say the fact that he's a good dad as opposed to some schmuck who you could sort of easily cast aside as, oh yeah, no yeah. he was a dickhead anyway but his son loves him his wife loves him um, but yeah it's just it just feels like when he's ripping off the nose like you can feel it and the wound afterwards it's not just like half his you can really feel the pain of like his like exposed nose mm. um and just the way he looks so he starts getting like the clown makeup lines like through his eyes and his hair and i've seen the pictures his teeth yeah. fall out and they're replaced with like fangy teeth and stuff like that it's i'm genuinely surprised i thought you would have seen it i'm wondering if i have I feel like I might have done. It's only about 90 minutes long as well. It's more likely that I've seen yeah. it then. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my buy. I'd already purchased it, but say it is on Netflix, it is on Prime as part of Prime. I would recommend this very much. It's it's a wonderful film. Well, high praise indeed. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. I did look on... Uh... Oh, I don't, I don't know how I missed it. Um, I probably misspelled the word clown. You probably said it's clowns, not clown. I uh, I was probably watching, looking for crocodile films. <laughs> I found another crocodile film. What one? In my collection. I can't remember, but it's the one with Debbie Gibson and Tiffany in. That's the one oh, I wanted to watch. Oh, that's another, like, mega shark or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But it's got a catch line, a uh, tagline that's something like, um, there's screaming, there's um, flesh tearing, and that's just the girls. Or something <laughs> like that. Um it's called Mega Gatoroid or something. I don't know. Anyway, we've gone off topic now. Um, right, my watch is a bit of a surprise. It took me by surprise, I have to say. I found a couple of films in my collection with clowns in, and I thought, right, well, I'm going to go with these because I've I've picked them up cheap at some point um, to have them as part of my horror collection. I haven't watched them. I'm going to watch them and see what I make of them. But I didn't have high hopes. Um... And I thought this would end up as my bin. Okay. Um, so I was very pleasantly surprised. It's a film called Mockingbird. This is the one that you said yeah. to me you hadn't heard of. Now, it's quite an unusual one because... So I'll just tell you um, who directed it and stuff. It, it came out in 2014. A guy called Brian Bertino wrote and directed it. He did The Strangers. All right. Yeah, which we've seen. Um, but inter- interesting clown... Because this film is a found footage film, um, which which can go either way. Uh, generally, they're shit, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but what you've got, the film starts with um, a couple, and then separately, a student um, receive video cameras, like gift wrapped 
just at their front doors and they think they've won a competition or something. Oh, yeah, it must be that competition I entered at the mall and I've won right. a video camera. Um, and it just comes with the instructions to keep filming. Yeah. At the same time. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. At the same time, uh, this guy also receives one. And again, similar thing. He's like, I must have won a competition. He gets this um, camera all gift wrapped. The difference is his one is delivered with um, a clown costume and makeup. So they've all received these cameras and they're all instructed to keep filming. That's that at the beginning. The couple and the student then get told keep filming or someone dies. So they're just kind of like, oh my God. Um, keep filming or die. The, the chap who lives with his mum, this guy called Leonard, um, he doesn't have a job. He lives with his mum. He's constantly nagged. He gets the camera, the clown costume and the makeup, and he's told, um, follow the instructions and you could win $10,000. So he's just like, brilliant, I need the mm -hmm. money. I'm going to do this. So he loves the costume. He's really excited. He gets in the costume and the makeup. And he looks really good. For a start, I love his clown costume. It's definitely one that I would consider wearing for Halloween. Um, and off he goes. He, he has, it's almost like doing little dares, like going into a supermarket and shouting out stupid crap or right, whatever. Okay. He has to go into a women's public toilet to look for clues and stuff like that you know and he's just like hey i'm taking part in a competition i need to find clues because people are freaked out by him because he's in a clown yeah costume yeah um the other people are basically trapped in their houses and they're being terrorized you don't they, it, it's a little bit like the strangers in that yeah. respect um you know there's lots of very loud banging there's bright lights outside they don't really know what's going on but they're told to keep filming so you kind of see and they're in their own house they're in their own houses you've got a couple in one house and you've got a student in her dorm or whatever it is but leonard is off having a lovely time following these instructions thinking he's taking part in some game show maybe yeah. um and essentially they will end up at the same place shit goes down and you find out who's responsible for this prank. I'm not going to give any of that away because it, you know, it doesn't need to. Um, but it really took me by surprise. You know, when you're you you sit down to watch a film, you're expecting it to just be average or probably a bit shit. Yeah. I wasn't expecting anything from this film at all. It's it, it's got pretty low marks on IMDb. I think it's got something like four out of ten, which I think is a bit harsh. Um, and I thought, you know what? As a clown, I liked him. I enjoyed him because he embraced what he had to do. But he's a reluctant clown. He's, that's not what he does. Not like yeah. these other clown films that we watch, where they are clowns and they go out as clowns to terrorise people. It's almost like the terrorizer is making him become a clown. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not like he's making him become a clown. He is. These complete strangers are saying, put this clown costume on, do what we say, and we'll give you 10 grand, or someone dies, you know. So, yeah, a bit of a wild card here. But yeah, Leonard the Clown from the film Mockingbird is my watch. I reckon it's worth a yeah, watch. Yeah, Leonard's ringing a bell as well. That's, yeah, I mean, that's just, that was just the guy's name. Um, it looks shit on the cover. The cover mm. is a picture of his face. Um, yeah, quite a lot of clown films. Like when I was on Amazon Prime, it's just really shit-looking clowns. Yeah. But it's it's like um, a clown face, but as if it's for a scratchy video. Right. Okay. Um, so it's got like white noise over it. Um, obviously, when you're looking at your DVD collection or whatever, and you're looking down the spines of the films, there are certain titles that jump out to you, like. Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yep. Um, and so the film Mockingbird, I skimmed past a couple of times because you don't automatically think oh, that's going to have a clown in it. Yeah. Um, because clown plays a very big part, but not necessarily doing clown things, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, but yeah I think it's worth a watch. I'll have to have a look at that then. If it's available on. Netflix, Amazon and stuff. I don't know because I actually had it on DVD. I don't so think I it's on Amazon because on Amazon you can search by like topic. You can just search clown films and Mockingbird. Shut up. Yeah. God, I've wasted some time on that. 
because with like Netflix, I think Netflix has a slight thing where it will do that. Damn it. But on Amazon, you can literally just search like clown films and it came up with loads. Some of them, like I literally went to press play and it started and it's like, oh my God, this looks like a fucking absolute joke. One of them genuinely looked like a sort of episode of Happy Days. Oh dear. I, I, I couldn't face that. But yeah, I'll have a lender that one. Oh, will you? I will, thank you. It wasn't 50p either. I mean, I've had it a while. It might be 50p now. Probably depreciated to 50 mm. pence, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so my watch. So this is one I had watched before. I was quite excited to watch. I thought this one might have been my buy, but didn't quite live up to the second one. So this is the film Stitches, uh, starring Ross Noble as the clown. Which, yeah. I, th- I mean, you can't say, I'm, it's radio. You can't say, I'm shrugging. I'm doing the shrug emoji. You don't know who Ross Noble is? No, I can't, I can't understand what Ross Noble was doing in a feature oh. film. Of course As I know who Ross Noble Stitches. is. I assumed you would. Um, so, one of the things that I dislike about this rewatching it, so he is a shit clown. Like, the film opens with him having sex with his wife, girlfriend, I don't know. Not in clown costume. In full clown costume oh. with a fag hanging out of his mouth. Uh, and then during the course of events, he realises that he's late for a party, oh. tells her to finish herself off and gets in the car. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Is he wearing his big shoes? Yes. Oh. He, he's in full regalia. Oh. Um, and his house is like a caravan right on the edge of a cliff for oh. no apparent reason. <laughs> Sounds like a right catch. Um, but literally, like, he swears every other word. It's set in Ireland, but he's like a bit of a sort of slightly sort of Geordie accent in a surprising twist considering that Ross Noble is a Geordie um, so he goes to this children's party he's pretty shit the kids give him a terrible time they're throwing things at him they're popping his balloons um, during the course of events someone ties his shoelaces up one of them knocks him over he trips falls backwards lands on the dishwasher and a knife goes clean through his head uh, he dies um, and then is buried the kid whose party it was has a telescope because he's a pervert um, and he lives near the cemetery and sees the funeral happening of the clowns. And there's lots of other clowns present. So he sort of sneaks down to it. This sounds amazing. He a sneaks clown down funeral? to it. Were they all dressed as clowns? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and after the sort of burial, they take this sort of egg that sort of looks a bit like Stitches the Clown into this little castle thing in the graveyard and there's basically lots of clown eggs uh, all up on these walls. There's a bit of a ceremony where they put the clown egg on. Um, <laughs> yeah. It then cuts to like six years later or something like that. Um, and like the kid's now grown up. For some reason, I say it's set in Ireland. The lead guy is English. Everyone else is Irish. And he has no hint of an Irish accent, despite the fact he's clearly been living in Ireland for at least six years. Um so yeah, there's there's quite a funny bit. So it starts off after the six years with like everyone on the school run heading to school, and you see this kid get into the car with his mum. She pulls off the driveway, stops, and he gets out of the car to go to school. Literally, it's about a five yard drive. It was just little silly things that get you going. Um, and essentially, the kid whose party it was has been traumatized by this event of the clown. He still has flashbacks to seeing stitches of the clown all over the place. Uh, his mum's going away for the weekend. Um, and she doesn't want him to be left alone because he's a mental case. Um, so he initially invites like two of his mates to come round. One of his mates is a bit of a chancer. He puts it on Facebook. A lot of people arrive at his house, and we see one of the invites catch the wind, and it flies up, and it lands on Stitch's grave, and a hand comes out of the grave and takes it, because there's a thing of, like, if a clown dies during a performance, he can never rest. Um, and essentially what happens is, during the course of this party, <laughs> Stitches comes... <laughs> Stitches comes back to life to take vengeance on these like six or seven kids that essentially led to his death. It's amusing in part. It's ridiculous. Like, he's literally just like, oh, you fucking bastards and stuff like that all the time. Some of the deaths are quite cool. One of them, he literally puts a balloon pump in the back of the head and pumps the head until it explodes, which was kind of funny. And another girl, he throws an umbrella at her as she runs away. It goes through her head and her eyeball ends up on the end of the umbrella kind of amusing nice um but yeah it was just it's one of those it's like properly sort of i wouldn't even call it a horror film it's a comedy film with gore i didn't find it scary he's like Shaun of the dead 
it's not even as scary as that. I think Shaun of the Dead has some scary elements. There's some cool bits, like he takes off his nose and it acts like a dog, so he'll be like, go and find so-and-so, and the nose will just start rolling off after itself and find the people. But, yeah, it was just saying, watching it again, I was a little bit like, it's a bit naff. When did th- it come out? I think it was like 2012. It's quite old now. Because I, I got quite excited, because I'm a big Ross Noble fan. I've seen him perform live a lot of times. I've got all his DVDs, and I follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and he was talking about Stitches and how he was really excited for it. And I don't think he's particularly bad. He has some quite, being a comedian, he has some quite good like comedic moves. Like the way that Stitches runs is quite funny. But it was, yeah, it's just a bit, a little bit shit. Um, and yeah, so it, it's worth your time watching. I think watching it first time, you'd probably enjoy it because it's all a bit silly. But watching it again, when you mm. can sort of remember what's coming, it's a bit like, oh yeah, that happens next. But yeah, it's just, it just annoyed me that he was a shit... It w- I think it would have been better had he been a good clown and that's why he was coming back. Whereas because he was a shit clown, he didn't seem to give a shit about his job. But yeah, again, I think it's only about 90 minutes long. That's on Amazon Prime if you want to have a watch. I may well do that. Um, although you have given quite a thorough account <laughs> yeah. of it again. Um, okay, so moving on to our bins. Before um, we go on to bins, can I do a notable mention? Yeah. Is your bin a horror clown? I would say so, yes. Yeah. We pretty much talked about horror clowns, but I wanted to give a special mention to the only clown that really has a place in my heart, truly, and that's Krusty the Clown. Yeah. The the greatest clown in existence. I think the only clown worth is salt. Um, now, Krusty... Um, of. Unless you've been living in a cave for your entire lives, you must know who Krusty the Clown is. Um, he hosts uh, Bart and Lisa's favourite show on TV, Krusty the Clown Show. Um, and I read this interesting fact earlier. Apparently, um, Krusty is based on a real clown from Matt Groening's um, hometown. And the clown was called Rusty Nails, which I think is quite a creepy name for a clown. Anyway, that's what he's based on. Um, And Krusty is basically Homer in clown makeup, isn't he? Yeah. And I think the joke was at the beginning is Bart never seems to respect Homer, does he? Yeah. Yet he idolises someone who is essentially Homer in clown makeup. Um... Which I think was like their little joke. They're like, we're going to make Bart's hero Just essentially like his, dad. his dad. Yeah, and in one episode as well, there's a shortage of crusties. Oh, that's one of the best. Clown epi- school, don't yeah, they? Yeah, when he goes to clown school, that's one of the. And great Homer episodes. goes. Homer goes to clown school. Um, they, I mean, there were too, there are far too many, um, like good crusty moments. But, good crusty moments. Tired <laughs> of sex tape. Um, <laughs> um, Krusty, Krusty is a bad clown in the sense Krusty loves doing his show um, he is a child's entertainer he does silly clown things he's got his sidekick he's got a sideshow Bob genius who then you know obviously yeah. has to go to prison and you get sideshow Mel he's got his little monkey sidekick as well they do all these silly like clown things and jokey things for the kids but off camera he smokes he drinks he gambles he goes to strip clubs he's got a pornography collection you know he's just he's in trouble with the mob every piece of crusty merchandise Um, is like against the law and like poisonous there's a a brilliant scene in one of the episodes where um i think it's the episode where bart eats the uh metal crustio And Bart's just like, oh, crusty! I can't believe, you know, you put your name to something like this. I would never put my name to, you know, like dodgy merchandise because obviously there's loads of shit yeah. Bart Simpson merchandise out there. But anyway, the the episode I want to talk about, just very, very quickly, I won't go into it in too much detail, is when um, Krusty's show gets cancelled because that puppet thing comes along, Gabbo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Krusty gets cancelled. Gabbo even takes Itchy and Scratchy with him. Krusty ends up with some shit replacement and the show ends up just getting cancelled so he puts on a comeback show and there are just so many like celebrities playing themselves because yeah. people love to play themselves don't they um, and there's a brilliant bit where um, they try to get Elizabeth Taylor on there but her assistant doesn't even like take the call they're just like no and then when the show 
is shown Elizabeth, you can hear Elizabeth Taylor saying, oh, I must remember to fire that assistant or whatever because she's gutted she's not on it. But it's got Bette Midler on it, the Red Hot Chili Peppers perform on it. But the reason I wanted to mention it is because Luke Perry's on it, may he rest in peace. And he play he's Krusty's sidekick. Yeah. Um, and it says in the credits that he's Krusty's worthless half-brother, which I thought was really funny. But one of my other favourite episodes um, is when Krusty is reunited with his dad. Yeah, that's a nice episode. And they, it's, it's a lovely episode, isn't it? And they, they sing, and he sings that song, Oh My Papa To Me You Are So Wonderful. And I've always, always loved that, because The Simpsons, no matter how silly it is and how funny it is, it has very touching moments, oh, yeah. isn't it? And when Krusty gets reunited with his dad, it's just lovely. But yeah, if for some unfathomable reason you don't watch The Simpsons and you're not aware of Krusty, just go onto YouTube and look for Krusty's best I think Even moments. if you don't watch The Simpsons, you must be aware of Krusty. Yeah, but you should be watching <clears> some Krusty the Clown. And there was another one as well. What was it? Krusty's comic comeback or something like that, but they spelled it all with K, so when he came <laughs> oh, on yeah, stage, you KKK in the background. Lol. And he was just like, oh, this isn't good. Um, but yeah, special mention for our mate Krusty the Clown. Moving on then, so we're going to end the show on a down note um, with our bins. Now, this this was tricky for me because I watched my films, I watched my three films, and the film that I thought was going to be a bin turned out not to be a bin, it turned out to be a watch. I'm actually going to throw a little spanner in the works here because I don't have a bin this week, I have two Good watches. Good God. I know. I thought long You've and hard. You ruined the format two know, weeks I, in. I know, I ruined it and I thought long and hard and I thought, shall I go out of my way to try and watch a shit film? This is kind of a bin and it's kind of not and I'll explain why ultimately it will end up in the bin. Right, okay. so it is a bin. It, uh, I'll explain. So my watch bracket bin <laughs> is... Uh, the film Carnival of Souls from 1998. It's directed by a guy called Adam Grossman. I don't know what else he's done, but one of the executive producers is Wes Craven. So on the cover, it's just oh, got Wes Craven all over. Brought to you by Wes Craven, which is probably why I bought it. Plus, there's lots of bright colours on the cover. So Carnival of Souls, 1998. Oh my God, this film is so 90s it hurts. Like, if you looked up 90s in the dictionary, a picture of this film would probably come up. What they're wearing, it's just brilliant. Um, it's based on a story by a guy called John Clifford, and there is a 1962 film based on that story as well. Whether or not the 90s version is a remake of that film, I don't think it is. But I think they're both based on the same story. Okay. Um, so the story centres around a lady called Alex Grant... And as a child, I think when she was 11, she witnessed the rape and murder of her mother by a circus clown called Louis Seagram. Um, so this... Alex Grant's mother, they'd all been at the carnival. You know, this clown was there making a few jokes. She owns a bar. They end up going for a drink and they're dating. She's got two daughters. One of the daughter witnesses him raping and murdering the mother. Now, essentially, what the film is, is a story about Alex's... This is, ha this is my take on the movie. Alex's descent into madness. Mm -hmm. Okay? 20 years later, on the anniversary of her mother's death, she sees Lewis again. She's like, fuck, he's coming after me. Yeah? Yet there are people around her a detective and her own sister saying, Lewis is dead. He's not coming after you. She's like, he's, I've seen him. He's after me. And the film is really all over the place. You'd, yeah. You can't, it's, it's not really coherent, I don't think. Um, you never really know where you're at with it because one minute, one minute you've got Alex working behind the bar because st they still own the bar that her mother owned. Working behind the bar. The next thing she's at a carnival the next thing she's in a in a car that's filling up with water the next thing she's in a phone box and then she wakes up in her bed and you think oh is it all a dream um and there's a, so i could, just couldn't follow it very well but some of its redeeming features even though they are a little bit naff and they are a little bit 90s i still quite liked them it's these weird like creature effects that they had so she keeps she keeps seeing so she keeps seeing this clown for a start 
and as clown makeup goes, it's very basic and the clown makeup was doing nothing for me, but he is a clown. Um, but she keeps seeing these like weird fleshy creatures that were giving me real Pan's Labyrinth vibes. All right. Um, but very budget version. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of, when she's having some of her nightmares or some of her visions, just some of the effects and some of the creatures I thought were a little bit creepy even though they're a little bit dated, I still thought it was a little bit creepy. And if if you're kind of looking at it in the, in the sense of I'm watching a film about someone going mad or someone hallucinating, this is quite good. As a whole, it was a bit too much all over the place to follow properly. And I, if I'm honest, I had to watch it twice to fully... I didn't... I just couldn't follow it. <laughs> I just couldn't follow it, you see. So I had to watch it twice to kind of get an idea of what was going on. And then no amount of IMDb gave me any indication as to, I think you can kind of make your own assessment as to yeah. what had gone on. Now I watched it twice. So I would still say it's worth a watch because of its 90s charm, because of its, albeit a little bit dated, but still fairly decent creature effects, I'd say it's worth a watch. The reason of the three I would put it in the bin is because he's a rapist and murderer. That's why I would put it in okay. the bin. Do you see what I mean? So I'm putting that clown so in the bin. So you've got morals. You don't mind if they're killing people, it's if they're raping. Yeah. That's, that's, in front of a child, I think he had paedophile tendencies as well. I'm not just saying that. But I think he had a thing for little girls as well. So for that reason, Louis Seagram is going in the bin, but the film Carnival of Souls... If you like NAF 90s horror, I think it's worth a watch. I'll have a go on that as well then, thank oh, you very God. much. <clears throat> I'll be taking your DVD collection home Brilliant. with me. Brilliant, it'll be like that time I lent out the film Mother and it lost all of its value Have by I the time that I got it back. Have I think... It's on Netflix still now. I know! <laughs> when I lent it to you, I could have got nine quid for that in CES. Ah, bollocks, you don't get nine quid for anything these days. When, when that came out, it was high. <laughs> in 1984. Yeah, we'd love um, to get nine pence for it now. Uh, so yeah, so my bin, which is very much a bin, for more reasons than just not being a particularly brilliant film. So it's the film called Clown House, uh, which is from 1989. Never heard of it. Uh, it is the feature film debut of one Sam Rockwell. Ooh. He's like, it's basically set around three brothers, Sam Rockwell being the oldest and the douchiest to the others. Um, the douchiest. Their dad's away, her, their mum's going out for the night. Casey, who is the youngest, is a bit of a dweeb. The film opens with him wetting himself, having had a nightmare about clowns. Um, and essentially, he, he's scared of clowns, he doesn't like clowns. They went to the circus the year before and he had like a panic attack and they had to leave early. But Sam Rockwell was put in charge, so he takes them to the circus. <laughs> um... It's going all right to start off with. So the clowns are called Cheezo, Bippo and Dippo. Uh, it starts off all right. He's quite enjoying himself. And then the clowns go, oh, and we're going to bring someone onto the stage to help with our next trick. And they obviously pick this young Casey. He has a massive panic attack, runs off. The brothers follow him. There's a sort of a bit of a chat and they go off. At this point, we find out that three mental patients have escaped from a nearby mental institution. They kill... I've forgotten their names already. Cheezo, Bippo and Dippo and steal their clothes. So essentially now you've got crazed psychopaths in these clown costumes. and As opposed to what were they before? They were just normal guys. We see them like I taking... I to make a joke. Oh, we see them taking off their makeup and they're just chatting about, oh, that kid was a bit weird in the audience, wasn't he? And then they get murdered. Um, so the three boys go back home and then we see the three clowns, not necessarily following them, but they end up at the house as well, obviously. Um, so the boys have some sort of argument in the house. All the popcorn's been eaten, so they have to go to the One local. Of those arguments. They have to go to the local. We have those arguments in this house all the time. <laughs> they have to go to a local shop that's just down the road. So the oldest and the youngest decide to walk there. Two of the clowns chase the two boys, and one of the clowns stays at home. Um, it takes, so it's about 80 minutes long. It takes 60 minutes for it to really get going. <laughs> <laughs> so for the first hour, it is just siblings annoying each other. They sort of see the clowns and run back, but it's like the last 20 minutes where the clowns are actually getting in the house. They're trying to kill these boys. 
And a bit like the film you just mentioned, where it goes a bit like... Not sure, there is genuinely a bit of this film where they're upstairs. They've obviously got a big house because it's America. They're upstairs. The clowns are at them. They run down the stairs to the front door, turn around and run straight back up the same stairs and get away from the clowns. <laughs> I literally was just like... I had to make a note of that. I've got a few random notes, but I've got <laughs> running up and down the stairs saved you from clowns. Um, and several times throughout the film, they run up and down this staircase and it's in the space of 20 minutes. Um, Maybe they were trying to get their steps in. I mean, quite possibly. Um, so I won't go into too much about what happens. There is an amazing <laughs> section death where I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. We talked about child's play, where the first death in child's play, where the woman is hit with a hammer and then does the most <coughs> amazing swan dive out of a window, like she's been fired from a cannon. <laughs> There's very much one of, those, one of the boys pushes one of the clowns and he goes through the window like he's been fired out of a cannon. And I quite enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, so the clowns basically attack. Um, so another reason to bring this one up, especially as we've talked about paedophiles and clowns. Oh, God. So this film, as well as being Sam Rockwell's debut, is the feature film debut of a director called Victor Salva, who directed Jeepers Creepers 1, 2 and 3, amongst other things. So Am I going to have to throw my Jeepers Creepers out now? You might want to. Ugh. So I knew that he had been in prison oh. for child offences good grief and it turns out it was on this film he was molesting the lead actor playing Casey who was 12 years old at the time uh, and filming it oh so yeah sigh. so the completion of this film was actually delayed because he spent a year in prison <laughs> just a year yeah he got like three years and he served 15 months and then got out it's really weird because like, obviously Kevin Spacey career dead this guy this was his first film that it ended up being theatrically released, but obviously there was protests. It got taken away. It was released on DVD. There were protests. It got taken away. It's very hard to get. I watched it on some random streaming service, which I suspect might be illegal. Um, oh, the cat's trying to get in. He wants to have his two pennyworth worth on Victor so Salvas. He wants to tell us what he thinks, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you think, if there was a director now that was, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, the cat, you can't see. <laughs> Obviously, you can't see this because it's the radio. <laughs> he's literally stood up he's, on his hind legs. He's outside at the, door. the door, just scratching to be let in. He's, I want to talk to you about Jeepers Creepers. I'm fuming. <laughs> yeah, but as I say, if you think Kevin Spacey's career is dead on the face of accusations, he was literally convicted of these offences. And say there was film evidence of him doing stuff to this boy. And he went on to have a career and is still like an active film director. Obviously, he hasn't had a massive career. Like Jeepers Creepers was his big big hit. And then the sequels that he's also written and directed, but have obviously done diminishingly well. But you just couldn't imagine like... I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a filmmaker who's like up and coming. If Edgar Wright, if it came out Edgar Wright had been touching boys, he'd be dead. You'd never see him ever again. So it's kind of weird how like the early 90s was a bit more forgiving. Um, but I did actually watch a Kevin Spacey film the other day. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah, because you messaged in the group chat. I've just I can't remember why he's not allowed anymore. So these are the kind of conversations <laughs> that are meant for the group chat, and not for the pod. Um, I couldn't remember what he'd done. I watched a film called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It was just all right, um, but I couldn't remember why we hated Kevin Spacey. Um, yeah. So I had to ask the group. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, that's our buy watch bins for the clowns. Um, harder than I thought um, actually finding clown films. Because originally when we talked about clowns, you were just like, oh, I don't know, it might be a bit tough. And I'm like, no, there's loads of clown films. Not as many to choose yeah, from. There was as a I couple hoped. I wanted because I sort of Googled it. And there's a film called Amusement, which has got quite good reviews, but I couldn't find it in CX. Yeah. I couldn't find it on Netflix or I anything was like for that. that. One as well. um, but apparently that's quite good. Um, there was something else that I was looking for. I, I started think. watching a film called Ginger Clown on Amazon Prime because it said, like, Brad Dourif, Tim Curry. I was like, ooh, they are the voices of some very shit characters. And it oh, is, okay. honestly, I got 20 minutes in and it was just like, I cannot watch this anymore. No, there was something else that I wanted to watch, but I can't remember. I was, I was glad that I had my three to watch mm. anyway because then it means I've got another three watched. Well, I'd obviously watched, already watched All Hallows Eve. Um... Neither of us chose Pennywise, very telling, but I suppose that's just I left him out. I, I left him out on purpose, he was a, yeah. It, a shoo-in. Yeah, the original or the chapter one was a shoo-in for buy. I think it's a given that 
I, I definitely own both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just safe to assume that Terry and I both own it, so we don't need to talk about buying it because so there are some things you can just take for granted yeah. that we own, um, and that's it. But yeah, it chapter two should be in your local cinema uh, from tomorrow. Yeah, the 5th. which makes no sense because yeah. we're recording this on a Wednesday. It comes out tomorrow on the fifth. Pod doesn't get released till next week. So, yeah, this will be out uh, on it'll the It'll already 9th. be out. <laughs> yeah, so you may have already seen it. I think I might have seen it by then. I'm not sure. We, we shall see. Yeah, we're trying to arrange a date. Yes. Um, to see the film, not a romantic date. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dearie me um what's next did you do a poll so yeah so i did a poll on the instagram on the facebook and with people on the street that i just canvassed stop uh, it were you dressed as a clown yes you did it? Yeah. that's why a lot of people wouldn't talk to me um unfortunately i was only dressed as a clown from the waist up i was nude elsewhere <laughs> uh, <What? laughs> i don't know why i said that um, so yeah, so I I went out and asked people who their favourite clown was. I did give some suggestions, but it was open to people giving their own suggestions. And I feel like some people saw one of the suggestions, and that's why we have the number one we have. That's why it's horribly skewed. Uh, yeah, so we'll go in reverse order. So we have a top five, but there are some joints. So we start with the number four, which was Art the Clown, that we've already spoken about today. So from All Hallows' Eve or Terrifier. Uh, a, very, a very good clown, a very scary clown. And I was surprised that he was in the top five, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get many votes. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. But he was in there. So then we have a joint three. So we have Captain Spaulding, obviously, of House of a Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. And I assume he's in Three from Hell as well, the new Rob Zombie film, uh, played by Sid Haig. He, he's a bit of a wrong one. Yeah, could say um, that. Joint with Lovely him. clown makeup though. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give him that. Yeah. He's got horrendous teeth, but he really puts mm. his all into that makeup. And the lovely little hat. Mm. I like the jaunty little hat. Yeah. Um so then joint third with him is Pennywise nineteen ninety, so Tim Curry's version of Pennywise. Lovely. Uh gave me many nightmares. And I think he's actually the thing that put me off the horror genre for about sixteen years. I think you've said that to me before, yeah. yeah. I have very vivid memories of the bit where he pulls Georgie into the get into the gutter and his teeth come out. Mm. And then yeah, I didn't watch a horror film till I was about nineteen, I think, after that. And obviously now love them very much. Number two, we've already mentioned him as a shout out, Krusty the Clown. Obviously, as you say, everyone's favourite clown he's he's heartwarming he's funny he's horrendous but he's our clown and then number one as i say i wouldn't necessarily call him a clown yeah <laughs> so there are variations on the character that i mean one of his catch one of his like titles within the comic books is in he is the the clown prince of cl- crime climb <laughs> the go terry the Dan, get your editing fingers out. <coughs> the Clown Prince of Crime. And that is the Joker. The one that was voted for was Heath Ledger's of version of the Joker. Was. Which, that's why I don't think he's a clown. I think if it was Jack Nicholson's Joker, I think he is a clown. If it's Cesar Romero's Joker, I think that's a clown. If it was Jared Leto's Joker, no one would have voted for it. Um, but yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker, I don't think is a clown. But yeah, he got overwhelmingly the most amount of votes. But I think that was people saw that and continued she... to vote for it. Exactly. But that does lead us on to something else. Because obviously coming out again, the trailer's just dropped and it will be out in October. We have a new Joker film coming out with a brand new actor playing Joker. How do you say his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Not Joaquin. (laughs) Not Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. I believe his birth name is Leaf. No, that's one of their brothers, isn't it? No, I believe I he's Leaf and he changed his name to Joaquin. Joaquin, you might be right now that you've said that. Terry, talk about the trailer. I'm Googling it. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a very different take on the Joker. So this is an origin story for the Joker, but it's from obviously not having seen the film, it seems like it's grounded much more in realism. There doesn't seem to be him falling in a vat of acid to become horrendously disfigured. It seems like it is a guy on the edge. He's a stand-up comedian as he is in like The Killing Joke. And he's just a man pushed to the edge and he finally breaks. Uh, the, the trailer looks very good. His laugh, I think, is very good in this. Because I think that was one of the things that is always a big thing with a Joker actor. Like, can they get that laugh? Obviously, Mark Hamill was the cartoon Joker, had an amazing laugh. But yeah, I, th- I think it looks really good. I'm very excited. Obviously, it's had very good reaction from Venice. A lot of people going on about the eight-minute standing ovation it got. 
but that's actually quite a low standing innovation for Venice. Seems excessive. Uh, some films have had like 25 to 30 minute standing innovations. They go a bit OTT. Uh, and Joaquin is getting. Well, is it, was it as big as the stand of uh, the uh, the ovation that Hobbs and Shaw got though when I went to see it in Stevenage? Possibly, possibly <laughs> not as vigorous. Uh, Joaquin is getting a lot of uh, Oscar buzz for this. There's talk of him being the second person to win an Oscar for that role and for a comic book movie. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see it. It's due out, I believe, on the fourth of October. It says fall on the trailers, so I got very excited. <laughs> Um, Terry and I have watched this trailer a lot. Um, yes. I've, se- I've seen trailers for it at the cinema as well, which is always more exciting. Oh, yes. Um, we decided, I, t- I sent Terry a message earlier. I said, Don't forget to watch the Joker trailer in preparation for tonight. And he's like, Don't worry, I've watched it many times. But when I rewatched it tonight, just before we recorded, and it said, Out this fall, <laughs> it actually went through my mind. I thought, Oh, it's full now because it's September. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like, never understand yeah. the American things with fall and stuff like that. It's you? autumn, dear. Yeah, they yeah. should just get in line with us, really, shouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was excited because I realised it's fall now. So, um, not so much... I, I don't give two hoots about the Joker um, at all, I'm, but I do like Joaquin. And I, I did uh, go on the Google phone whilst you were talking, and yes, he was Leaf Phoenix, changed his name. His middle name's Raphael, if anyone's interested. Named after one of the Ninja Turtles. Um, he, I, I think he's a smashing actor. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy his work. Um, and I... I'm very much looking forward to seeing this because it's not a Batman film, is it? No, Batman. Um, the Waynes are in it, but it's not. It's its own thing. It's mm. not. It's not a sort of property. It's not based on a certain comic book. They've taken the character and done yeah. their own thing with it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm yeah. I'm incredibly excited about it's this. It's one of those things when you heard like, oh they're making a Joker film, I was a bit like okay, a Joker origin film that'll be mm. fun. Then I found out Todd Phillips was directing it, who is most famous for the moment for the Hangover films. You're like okay, what? Then you find out Martin Scorsese is a part of it and he's producing it. And then you find out that Joaquin Phoenix has been cast as the Joker and you're like, okay, this is going to be something. It's either going to be a fucking car crash or it's going to be amazing, which it seems like it's veering to the side of absolutely amazing. Mm. But but we shall see. Yeah, based on the trailers, I think it looks jolly good. Terribly thin he looks. Terribly thin. I wouldn't say look terribly thin. I mean, we're not talking Christian Bale machinist Not machinist, but the bits where he's topless, he is very, like... Very bony. Okay. Um, the other thing that shocked me, he's not won an Oscar yet. He's been nominated many times, but he's not actually won What's he been nominated for? Uh, Gladiator, Walk the Line, uh, The Master. I think that might be his three. Might be more. This could be his time. Yeah. Although it depends who else is nominated. And of course, if someone's playing a real person, he's fucked. I don't think there's been many real people. Because I don't think like... Um, What's his name for Elton John's going to get a nomination? I really like Rocket Man, but I don't mm. think that's touching Oscars. I've not really seen anything yet that I've been like, that's going to bother the Oscars. Maybe it's the Joker then. So, right, so this brings us on to then, what do we want to talk about next episode? We're going to leave that up to you, the listeners. Terry, what are their options? So the options are, so we're not going to give you the specifics of what the topic will be around it, but do we go for a Joker theme? So this is the new Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix Joker film, because that will be out just after the pod would come out. Or do we go for Ad Astra, the new Brad Pitt film, which is set in space and is about astronauts. So it's, which, which topic would you like us to talk about, really? So we're not telling you exactly what those films would be, what those pods would be about, but we can't decide, so fuck it, you can. So do we go down the Joker path, or do we go down the Brad Pitt path? Um, you decide. Um, I think that about wraps us up for this episode. Do you I reckon? believe so, yeah. Um, we hope you've enjoyed our witterings on about clowns. And I hope you enjoyed the Crawl episode, because that was our first one back after a while, and, you know, we're still finding our feet, but I, I jolly well enjoyed it. Um and I'm more excited that I found another crocodile film upstairs to watch. Yeah. So that's good news. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thanks as always to Dan for taking care of us and um, getting this out and ready for you to listen to. And having to go through the long version of this and cut out all the withering and shit that mm. doesn't make it onto the pod. Um, if you're interested, Dan and I did record a spoiler cast for Mindhunter Season 2. 
uh, which is also a ruddy good listen, oh. even if I do say so myself. And the series, I've not listened to the podcast yet, but the series is bloody good. Yeah, the series is is very, very good. Uh, the podcast is probably even better, I'd say. Um, who's Holt and who's Ford? I think that Mindhunter Series 3 is actually going to be based upon the spoiler cast that Dan and I did for Mindhunter Season 2. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> How many um, people did you kill during that <laughs> podcast? Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. You can follow us, us follow us on the social medias. Um, Terry, what are they? We are Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram. I'm Terry Watches Movies and Sonia is Mallory underscore watches. And then we're on Facebook, Theatrical Cut. And if you want to email us, whether that's about clowns, to vote for the topic, whether you want to go for Joker or Brad Pitt slash Ad Astra, or if you want to recommend something upcoming that we could talk about, we're very open to what we want to talk about. With this new format, it's a lot easier for us to take on subjects, I think. Uh, and that is theatricalcut at gmail.com. And if you are interested in listening to the mother pod, too much time on our hands, obviously they're talking about lots of um, different things to us. Yeah, they, um, they knock them out all the time, don't they? Oh no, they're very busy. Um, Dan's very busy. I see he's been doing a. Um, he's been at the board game cafe. He has. Recording something as well. I mean, there is no end to his talents. Um, but they are contactable on TMTOOH on the Instagram, TMTOOH on the Twitter. Yeah, it's the same now, isn't it? And Facebook. Yeah, they're on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I can Facebook. confirm this. We can confirm they're on the Facebook. Um, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Terry? Mike, drop. <laughs> <laughs>